When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Welcome to The Drive. I'm Dale Lally. He is the Matt Williamson. It is a Friday. That means, well, yeah, just wrap a couple days up, away here. I'll, game, yeah. I'll leave for L.A. Uh, tomorrow morning, and then, well, then I'll try to escape from L.A. I'll be like Snake Plissken. <laughs> You watch the Snake Plissken movies? I have not, but I'm familiar. They're good, huh? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Classic Kurt Good name. Classic Kurt. Snake Plissken's like, he's the man. That's, I've I've heard. I've heard. (laughs) And you're going to go out of your way to hopefully be back by Monday drive time. I will be back by Monday's drive. Yeah, it's going to be a long day. Long night, uh, Sunday night into Monday. Uh, Monday's going to be awful, but. Yeah, it sounds brutal. (laughs) Um, you know, maybe we'll have a Steeler win to talk about. We'll talk more about that as the show goes on here. But, um, you know, I, I just uh, – looking at some things here about this game. Okay. Um, here's a stat for you, Matt. Yeah. Mike Tomlin. We know we've talked all about coming off the buys and Yeah, all that really stuff. good. Right. Okay. Mike Tomlin is 44-40 and 40 outright in his coaching career as an underdog. Wow. I mean, some of those are probably 12 points, 10 points, 8 points. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, times are tough. He's the only head coach in the Super Bowl era to have a winning record as an underdog among coaches who have been an underdog in more than 50 games. Wow. <laughs> wow, that's unbelievable. I mean, 50 is a huge number. Right, but you're taking – I mean, if you coach you're 50, not going to do you know, one the, year. If you yeah. coach 50 games, you're probably a pretty good coach. Exactly. If you've been an underdog 50 times, that means that, you know – yeah, you've lasted. You've lasted long. That's Belichick. Too. That's right, right, you know, right, right. That's Mike Holmgren. That's oh, Cower. That's you know all these guys. Yeah, all these guys that last. I don't know, eight years. Are you, are you an underdog fifty times over eight years? Maybe not. That's Maybe a not lot. that yeah. many. Yeah, but, but double digits probably. Probably ten. Yeah, that would be five. You're an underdog five times per year. That's amazing. I'm I'm shocked by that. To be honest with you, I I'd, I'd be more more curious even. Like, what if it's Five years or more, you know, or you know, yeah. cut it down. I bet there's still very, very few. Yeah, forty-four and forty. Now that that doesn't sound like a great record, but that's outright. That's when as an underdog when your quarterback's hurt. And, yeah, you know, everyone has those couple games a year where you got five guys hurt at all the wrong positions and things like that. You know, and you win more of those games than you lose and against good teams. Against yeah, against teams that were favored against yeah, yeah. you. Yeah, those are probably this Super Bowl champs. You know, this right. isn't the, the Lions I think are 14 and 2 in their last uh, 16 games against the spread. Are they? Which is kind of crazy. That is kind of crazy. I mean, I'm not shocked that they're really good. I'm shocked that they're 14 and 2. Well, I mean, they were probably underdogs in a lot of those games as well. Oh yeah, people said they were short, right? Yeah, they were bad last, you know, going into last year. Mm-hmm. So uh, but forty-four and forty outright. Um, How about that? Tells me that that uh, he might know how to handle these kind of situations. Absolutely, because and, the Steelers are three-point underdogs heading to Los Angeles. And I'm a little shocked they're a dog. I mean, I thought there was more of a pick'em type situation, but I get it. I guess on the road. Yeah. Um, so we'll see. Uh, you know, T.J. Watt back at practice today. Um, good, good. He is uh, ready to go. Uh, they won't have Pat Fryermuth though. He seems like the only. Yeah, he'll be, the, issue, yeah. he'll be the only guy that won't. I would expect uh, Deontay Johnson, um, if he's not activated later today, I would expect that, as we talked about earlier in the mm-hmm. week, to come probably on, on a Saturday morning at some point. 
will they act assuming he's ready to go will they activate McFarland as well I mean everyone's focusing on Deontay it's a good chance yeah I would assume so but I, I mean, mean that's more to uh, practice dependent and those kind of things mm-hmm. and uh, he has a defined role uh but you, I mean Deontay you definitely need yeah yeah yeah, yeah. um I would say if you're not going to use McFarland, maybe you'd wait a week, but that's, that's my only thought. But, yeah, yeah, right. Uh, looking at the uh, Rams injury report, I mean, again, we don't have their thir- their uh, Friday injury report. Of course, right. Uh, but linebacker Ernest Johnson uh, went from did not practice to limited. And again, he's okay. he's their, probably their second best defender. Yeah, it's, uh, he's definitely their second most important in terms of every down and been around the block and lines people up. And he's a good player. Uh, defensive tackle Laurel Murchison did not practice. Kyron Williams did not practice. That's not He's surprising. Not play, yeah. Wide receiver Ben Skoranek, uh with the Achilles was limited. Uh, nose tackle Kobe Turner was back as a full participant. Offensive lineman Joe Noteboom was limited. Okay. Um, Kevin Dotson, again, I got another full. And again, we talked about this one yesterday. Still no Darian Kendrick. I don't think he plays this week. Uh, it's just looming out there. How, yeah. how does it get you know, and, cleaned and, up? And like kudos that? to McVay for doing that. No, I There's, agree. There are some coaches, coaches who would just, just oh, yeah. oh, nah, bring him back and let him play. No. Yeah, it's a good point. I mean, a lot of people would just, ah, I don't know what's going on. We'll be, you know, he'll, yeah. be, he'll be fine. Just line, line we'll him let the league handle after. that. Yeah, We're not yeah, gonna, yeah. Yeah. No, the line guy got up. arrested and was in jail overnight. Mm-hmm. After you played on a Sunday night, like. Right, and he has every right to be out at 2 in the morning, 3 in the morning if you want. Oh, sure. But it's still not the best look, you know, with a. Driving around with a gun and a bag of weed in Right, 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 right. So there you have it. So all in all, two pretty healthy teams. For the, yeah, pretty you know, healthy for the most part. Yeah, I mean, there's not a lot of big dogs out. It'd be nice to get Fryermuth back, and his durability's starting to worry me a little bit. I mean, I'm not getting really concerned about that. Yeah, it's just been a lot of time over a short stint. But, it's tight ends. That's what happens to them. Yeah. I mean, that it, it, we'd say the same thing about George Kittle. I mean, this is what happens to tight ends that they're in a lot of. I mean, he gets beat up. No, yeah. no doubt. Everything that you do as a tight end, you're either wrestling a defensive lineman or a linebacker, or you're getting hit by linebackers and safeties. Of course, of it's course. Just, it's, just, it's a rough and tumble position. Yeah. You don't think he'll be extended? No, so, no, I, I don't I think mean, so. Jacksonville's certainly in play. Yeah. Uh, the interesting thing is going to be seeing what happens coming down the road with Cam Hayward. Um, he's obviously eligible to, to uh, return from IR here mm-hmm. uh, at some point soon, and they could start his clock. They could start his, it wouldn't surprise me if they start that clock rolling here coming out of this game against the Rams. That'd be tremendous. I mean that'd be a great boost. Um hopefully they don't, you know, have a lot of injuries in this upcoming game, but if you could stay really tip-top healthy during this stretch, that would go a long way. I mean, needless to say, Cam is missed and would be in a tremendous addition, of course. I think with Fryermuth out, um you know, everybody's you look at the the numbers that the that the Rams allow to tight, to opposing tight ends. It's, it's five catches for over 60 yards, uh, and they've already given up three touchdowns to opposing tight ends. Everybody's focusing on, well, they got to get Darnell Washington involved. Uh-uh. Yeah. Not in the passing game. I mean, he's, in the You need to get Connor Hayward involved in the passing game. Hayward's the mismatch. Yeah. I mean, the route runner, the after-the-catch guy, much more dynamic. You know, he runs routes at a different speed than Washington. Yeah. yeah I mean, People, are, uh, to me, are looking at Darnell Washington – in the wrong light. Darnell Washington is a bigger, stronger version 
of Zach Gentry, and cheaper, mm-hmm. by the way. And cheaper, and younger, yeah. and all those things, too. But and, he's, and not, he a, he's not a great pass catcher. He wasn't a great pass catcher in college. No. I mean, I think it's a little bit of a misnomer that he tested so well, people think he's this field stretcher, you know, kiddo no. type. You he's know, got to build up. He's, it's, it's, he's not quick out of the gates. No, 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 no. He's... Once he gets stride and he gets moving pretty good yeah. and he's a big body moving downhill, but no, I I hear you. I don't think he's real twitchy. Now, could he be a red zone target? Certainly. Oh yeah. Have we seen that yet? No, but we haven't seen that yet because they haven't gotten in the red zone a whole lot. Red zone all that much, right? Yeah. I mean, I think he only has two targets on the year. I mean, I can see people saying three. Yeah. Three is yeah. that? The, yeah. It, I mean, I can see more than that usage. You know, if you're going to run fifty routes or whatever it is, but still, he's never going to be a. 60, 70 no, catch guy. No, yeah, he right. wasn't that in college. Right. I mean, you know, so could he, I, I, again, could he be the guy that they get down in the red zone and he goes to the goal line and turns around and, and is big? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he can do that. We saw that in training camp. Yeah, and I think he can be more than just a catch and fall down guy, too. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, I think there's more there. But I think, you know, maybe you start bringing out some of those plays that you had for Gentry, um, you know, the, the little slip screens and things mm-hmm. of that nature. The, the one catch that he does have this season was a rollout to the left where he was on the end of the line, yeah, blocked, yeah. disengaged. You go down, he gets 10 yards on it. Oh, I think that's fine. He'll do a lot of that stuff, yeah. I think. Yeah. I mean, in his career, I mean. Yeah. I, I think that's part of it. Yeah. But I don't think he's going to be running a real diverse route tree or a lot of sharp breaking routes, things like that, too. This should be a game where they get into the red zone, Matt. The uh, Rams have 19 red zone trips themselves. Mm-hmm. They've allowed 19 red zone trips. Everybody Both, thinks about high, yeah. yeah, everybody assumes that well, this is a high powered uh, you know, Rams offense. The defense not so much. No, again, and, they're you know, they're very bend but don't break yeah. and and they break. You know, I mean, yeah. In fact, we were we were just doing interviews with uh, TJ Watt and and I had to pull aside a couple of the reporters afterwards cuz you know, do you you, uh, this high-flying Rams offense, and you know all they want to do is throw. And I'm like, you guys do realize they came out in the second half of that game against the, the Cardinals and ran the ball eight consecutive times, eight in a row, right? Yeah. And then like, they want to run the football. They do, they do, and um, that's a McVay thing. I mean, when they were at their best, Todd Gurley's leading right. the rushing. I mean, they're like, not they're just not... the throw. This is not the greatest show on turf. No, no, and even those teams. They threw the ball what 26 long. times last week. Yeah, and what's interesting is. The games they've won, their rushing attempts are like triple the amount of the right. games they've lost. I mean, yeah. they're certainly equipped of, oh, we're getting beat by the Eagles or Niners. And some throw good it around, team, yeah. We're just going to throw, throw, throw. But they want to run the football. I mean, there's no doubt. That's a McVay, McVay's genes. Yeah. with Yeah, I just so... I, I, you know, I just think it's kind of a misnomer. Mm-hmm. I mean, they don't um, get quarterback rushes. I mean, that right. throws things off a little. They've thrown the ball 227 times. They've run the ball 153. So you'd look at that and go, well, you know, that, mm-hmm. but that's, that's not outside the norm. It's not, no. you know, 65% throws. It's, they're not the, they're not Miami. No, no. Right. Uh, again, they're, they want balance. They certainly scheme up a run game very well. If they have the lead, like last week, they have no qualms of, yeah, run, 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 run. In that case, in this, in this case, I kind of wish they still had Cam Akers because he's not because so he's not very good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not impressed with the other dudes either. I mean, the Royce Freeman to the world. Yeah. And, I mean, the rookie could be good. Who knows? I mean, he's at least a dynamic young set of legs. But the guys that they grabbed off a of scrap heap don't worry me at yeah. all. Yeah. I mean, Zach Evans has played six snaps in his NFL career. Mm-hmm. He has four carries for ten yards. Yeah. 
So when he has been on the field, he has run <laughs> the football. The ball, yeah. yeah, they gave him the football. I mean, he hasn't protected is the key, though. Right. I mean, that's that's the thing that worries me. At this point, his long run is three yards. Like, I'm going to dare the Rams to run the ball. Yeah, that. yeah. So I did some more And if they work. start beating you that way, then okay, then you adjust. But I'm going to – I don't want them throwing the football. So they – I think we mentioned this earlier in the week. In terms of Steeler defensive personnel – the Steelers are very small percentage of nickel compared to the rest of the league. A big reason for that is they've had to play their base 3-4 against these fullback teams. I mean, yeah. some of it's the opponent. But what I heard today that I didn't realize is when the opponent goes to 11, which is pretty much all you're going to see in this game, one back, one tight end, three receivers, the Steelers are near the top of the league of defending 11 with dime, not nickel. Well, that depends on down and distance. Yeah, but I mean, just in across the yeah. the percentage but if is it's, very high. If it's sec or third and five, they're probably going to be nickel or third and four, or third and three, you know, something. Yeah. If it's third and six or, or or third and five or more, you're probably dime. I mean, that's where I was going with this though. Is like, I mean, you're going to get on first and ten. You're going to get it on second and twelve, second yeah. and two. I mean, they don't really ever stray from it. But I wonder. Are they happy with that, or after the buy, do they employ more nickel? But to your point, I don't think you do in this game because I want them to run the ball. I want to be in dime. You know Again, what, I mean? what, right. you, what you're doing when you do that as well is forcing them to do things that they don't necessarily want to do. You're keeping mm-hmm. the ball out of their two best playmaker, offensive playmakers' hands. In first dime, of all. you have a better chance yeah. of doubling both those two right. receivers. You know what I mean? And, and all the passes go there. But the other thing that you're doing if you're forcing the Rams to try to run the football a lot is shortening the game again. Again, yeah, yeah. which I think is a good thing for them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I, I agree with that as well. And plus, your best players aren't touching the ball. Yeah. You know? And I think that they're putting their best guys in positions – because if you know if you're going to go dime, you're probably rushing only four. Not necessarily. You, I mean, you, you can still, blitz, yeah, but you can, yeah, but, but you're yeah, right. But you're you're you know so you're you're probably not blitzing defensive backs a high percentage of the time. Not you're not right, a lot. Right. Uh, you know, I I I've gone back and forth with this game on what we've seen from the the Steelers' safety group. I'm gonna call it a group because it's mm-hmm. not a tandem anymore. Mm-hmm. True. When it's a when it's a rundown, which is one of the reasons they can do nick or dime yeah. is because they have a linebackerish safety. So they've played basically what they've done is Keanu Neal has been the strong safety. Mm-hmm. When they want Minka Fitzpatrick to do the strong safety type stuff, that's when they bring in Demonte KZ and he plays the, the deep post, the deep middle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and so, do you want Minka up closer to the action in this game? I think I do because I think they're going to get the ball out quickly. I don't want yeah. Minka Fitzpatrick 15 yards downfield and everything that they're doing is within five yards of the line of scrimmage. Mm-hmm. A couple things there. Even if it's Minka or not, to your point, the Steelers are still a very high, single high safety yeah. team. More so than, you know, you're not going to see a two high shell a lot, whether that's three deep or whatever. A single high, a middle field defender, not split field defenders in the, in the back end. Whether that's KZ or Minka, both can do it. They're fortunate enough to have two guys that can do it. So I wouldn't expect that to change. And the other thing that's of interest is the Steelers' D and the Rams' O in the passing game have very low completion percentages, yeah. but they have high depth of targets. But Stafford's so good, he doesn't hold the ball an exceptionally long time to do it. You know, yeah. So I would imagine you're not going to see 
two-yard throws. I mean, that's just not how the Rams have played. It's not how teams have attacked the Steelers. And the Steelers have also been really good tackling after the catch. I just look at it as like they're not going to want to subject their off. I don't know if they've, they haven't played a pass rush. San Francisco's pass rush is fine. Mm-hmm. But Williams is good in protection. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah. it, 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 compared to these guys. I mean, when I look at who they've played, it's Seattle, San Francisco, Cincinnati, Indianapolis, Philadelphia, Arizona. They haven't played a pass rush like Pittsburgh's yet. No, no, I agree with that. And it was funny, we had a conversation with Merrill Hodge last night, and he was raving about Kieran Williams. And I said, Merrill, I mean, I didn't say it this way. I said, a huge advantage, in my opinion, is you're going to now have a different back, a new back, you know, Merrill's please speak to that, that hasn't done the protection stuff. And he goes, oh, Williams isn't playing? You know, he didn't realize. He oh, he didn't hard. know. He okay. didn't know. And he's like, oh, man, I, I've been looking at this game totally different now. You know, because, like, He's like, he's not always great in protection, but he's very willing. He's always in the right place. He that's, might get run over That's the key, is, that's is key. being in the right place because right. you don't want guys getting a free run at your quarterback. Exactly. I mean, you know, At least if you get in the, the way, he, yeah. you might not, you know, you, your he quarterback. He might not, lose, might not yeah. win the battle. The quarterback has an opportunity to sidestep because you you, caught, you bought him a half second yep. by getting in the way. Yeah, he was blown <laughs> away by that. He just didn't know the information. He's like, oh, that Williams isn't playing or 23 isn't playing, whatever his number is. He's like that guy always knows where to be. He might not win, but he sticks his face in the in the fa- in right in the fan. And he's you know, and now you got a totally new guy in there. Like, oh, that's a huge advantage. Yeah, yeah. I would I would do some blitzing in this game, whether it be too. inside linebackers, whether it be corners off the edge. Mm-hmm. I want I want to make those guys. I want to make these untested guys make a decision. Yeah. You know, I mean, if you're going to you're going to devote people to to T.J. Watt, well, I'm going to bring somebody off the other edge, mm-hmm. or I'm going to bring somebody along with Watt. And we're going to get there. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe it is Minka if he's near the line of scrimmage yeah. here and there. Or Higby doesn't work. If Higby beats no, me, he's not game, a blocker. And he's, not, and he's not a, he's not a dynamic receiver. No, so if he, I'm, I'm not dedicating Minka to Higby. No. I don't think Higby's good enough for that. I, I might just do a lot dedic- of stuff with him. I might let Minka cover uh, Cup a little bit. Mm-hmm. He can hang with him athletically. Yeah. I mean, Cup's more like Kelsey than he is Tyreek Hill. 100. Yeah. You he's more I mean? like a tight end. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's a big-bodied guy. It's funny. I, we were with Tom and Tim. We do the Wednesday show, and I flat out admit, I'm like, because of the color of the skin and he's always in the slot, everyone thinks he's Welker. And, and Tom's like, yeah, I just made that mistake before you got here. He, <laughs> he's like 215, Yeah, he's a big three. dude. They yeah. block defensive ends with him. I mean, he's a big-bodied guy. And he's the coup like is a, basically the same guy. Yeah, really thick, strong. Yeah. You know, they have those guys crack down on Watt and Highsmith and those type of dudes. Yeah. Yeah, so – uh, that, that'll be interesting to see, you know, that that little chess game. Yeah, yeah. Um, but we're going to get to a break. He okay. is Matt Williamson. I am Dale Lolly. You're listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. We'll be back with more right after this. Hey, fans, you can gear up with the latest sideline apparel, hats, or jerseys of your favorite players, authentic memorabilia, custom items, and exclusives you can only find directly from the team at one of the official Steelers Pro Shops located at Acrisure Stadium, Grove City Premium Outlets, or Tangor Outlets, or visit online at shop.steelers.com. He is Matt Williamson. I am Dale Lally. You're listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. And, uh, Matt, uh, just looking here at the uh, DVOA stats mm, yeah. updated uh, uh, through uh, through week six, mm-hmm. uh, heading into week seven. These are on FTN Fantasy. These, of course, done by Aaron Schatz. And, and uh, folks, these aren't like cumulative, like most sacks. I mean, so if you missed a game, it's not like you're getting short. It doesn't matter. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Although you do miss out on the game to miss an opportunity to improve or decline. Yeah, right, you know, right, 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 right. 
Um, so I'm just looking here at the Dave, which is the adjusted. That's after four weeks, I think, that comes out. Yeah, that right? comes okay. out. So looking at the offense here for the Rams, they come in at... I guess they're like 10th. They're nine. Oh, I'm pretty good. Number nine. Um, again, that, that takes opponents into consideration, things of that nature. The Steelers are 16th. Offense. Offensively. People might, wow. fans might look at that and say, that's unbelievable. It can't possibly be the case. Because any counting stat isn't good. I mean, right. we all know those things. I assume it takes into agree. account who you've played. Yes. And as I say, I, I know this through an EPA lens, which is more or less the same thing. These are advanced stats right. of really smart football people. Far and away, the hardest slate of defenses thus far. Far like, and away. I mean, there's a huge people, gap. People are selling like the Houston Texans deep. Like, here, the, so I'm just going to look at the defenses. Rankings here, okay, and who the Steelers have Houston's faced. He's been really good. So they faced. They played the Browns, who are number one. Are they a distant one? Um, not really. Okay, Buffalo. Okay. Buffalo is second. Okay. Uh, this they, also takes into account who they've played. Yeah, right. You're going to say because the Browns have not had a brutal slate of games. San Francisco is third. Okay, so they played one and three. One and three. Uh, then you get the Cowboys, the Lions, the Saints. Then you have at seven the Ravens. That adds up, too. Yeah, so there's three. Houston's defense, well, they're, they're a little farther down on the adjusted than I thought. They're 25th. Okay. I, I expected them to be better than that. They're I think they're better than that better. in the regulars. Yeah, yeah, Because they yeah. haven't given up a ton of yards. I bet the Raiders aren't horrible, either. The Raiders are 24th in adjusted. Like, I look, I think a lot of people look at them like they're 30th. They're mm-hmm. ahead of, they're actually ahead of Houston. If you look at this Rams defense, it's 26th Is it? in adjusted. I could see that. I mean, very few sacks. A lot of yardage allowed. Not a bunch of turnovers. Drive. Right, right, yeah. right. I mean, it's pretty vanilla. Yeah. Um, so this will be the easiest defense, at least adjusted defense, that the Steelers mm-hmm. have faced this year. The Steelers' defense, on the other is ninth in adjusted defense. That's and people might look at that. Well, that can't be the case. They're whatever in yardage that they've allowed. Mm-hmm. Big plays go a long way, Big though. plays go a long way. And also, how did the game flow go? Mm-hmm. You know, were you ahead and yeah. it was just throw, 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 throw? Or were you, you know... Um, for example, the game against uh, the Raiders. The Steelers were up 23-7 to mm-hmm. going into the fourth quarter. The Raiders dominated offensively the fourth quarter. Oh, right. Because all they right, did right, was throw right. the they football the every crazy. play. Mm-hmm. So they, they had a well, whole bunch yeah. of yards. and It's empty yardage. They didn't win the game. Exactly, exactly. It depends. And if you're going to let them... if. The clock was your enemy more than points at that point. You know, I mean, you want to keep them in bounds. Yeah, all you want to take stuff too. Right? You want to right. take fourteen plays to go down and score a touchdown, and, and eight minutes off the clock when we've got a three score lead. Have at it. Yeah, yeah. So the Rams are like, would we say twenty six in D, yeah. nine and O. Yeah. Who's higher overall, Steelers or Rams? The Rams I, are higher overall. Are they? I think um, they'd be close with those two. I'm just with those with, rankings. Well, let me see if I can get the. Over oh, total Dave. I gotta, Dave. I gotta look at it that way. The total Dave ranking. Um the Rams come in at well the Steelers are higher. The Steelers no, I bet they're close. The Steelers are fourteenth. Okay. Fourteenth best team in the league according to this. According to this. I think that's not crazy. The Rams are sixteenth. Okay. And a big a big reason why the Rams are thirtieth. They're twenty sixth. Defensively, they're thirtieth on special teams. Oh, as an ass, I wonder how how teams are. I, I think it's an issue for them. They've missed their share of kicks. I they, that they've much. missed kicks. They give up. It's fourteen and a half yards per punt return. I said when one of the returns was bad. Yeah, punt, um, okay. kick returns nobody really does yeah, anymore. That doesn't matter. Anymore, right. 
Uh, but this is what happens when you have so many young guys mm-hmm. playing. Oh, they're learning on, uh, for depth guys. Mm-hmm. Your your depth is all young players. They, they don't have, have no Killebrews. They don't have a Miles Killebrew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they have no life or special teamers. Yeah. they can't afford them. They can't afford them. right. Get so you're you're going to suffer million. in those situations. Yeah, and I don't even. Know, they couldn't even resign Matt Gay. And, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> they kicker. loved their kicker, a kicker, and they had to let him walk. So I don't. Even, I forget this dude's name, but he's a he's cheap not guy Dicker too. the kicker, right? He's <laughs> cheap guy the kicker. Yeah. So yeah. So right between the uh, Steelers and Rams are the Bengals. By the way. I'm sure they're moving up. Yeah. I mean, they were really low before. But 14th. Where's Not San so Fran overall? Are they number one? Uh, yes, number Who, one. Who's like the top five and bottom five? One is San Francisco. I think they should be. Two is Buffalo. Yeah, they, I mean, they beat Miami. They're they're fourth in offense, second in defense, and 14th on special teams. So okay, okay. Pretty good overall. Yeah, I mean, that's one of the teams are definitely San Francisco's there. two, three, and 19. Wow. Uh, you got Kansas City at three. Their defense is pretty high, I bet. They're tenth overall. On defense, yeah. yeah. I wonder just thinks about the offense for them. Third on offense because they don't turn the ball over. That's huge. Yeah, yeah they, they do just... not make the mistakes. Detroit is four. I know DVOA is very strong, which I agree with on big plays and big plays allowed, and yeah, you know, that's why the Steelers deed strong too. And Who then was four. I'm sorry. Uh, four was Detroit. Nah, that adds up. Five is the Ravens. Okay. That, Those two teams other. play yeah, each other play this each other. week. Yep. Uh, then you got Miami all the way down at six. Is their defense like 22nd? They're number one in offense. They're 21st in defense, 31st on special teams. Yeah, I knew they have special teams issues. I mean, they're very lopsided. The Eagles are uh, seven. The Cowboys are eight. The Jaguars are nine. The Browns are 10. Okay. That seems like a quality top 10. I can, I think after you get to like seven or eight, it gets a little foggy, you know, when we do power ranks and things like that. Yeah. Jags, I guess, are trending the right direction. I didn't think they were super impressive last night. I didn't but, either, but they won. Yeah, they got out to a big lead. Um, yeah, just looking out, just outside that, uh, the Chargers are eleven, the Seahawks twelve, the Saints thirteen. Okay. Then you get the Steelers, the Bengals, the Rams. You get the Packers at seventeen, the Jets at eighteen. Jets are number one on special teams and number eight on defense, thirtieth on offense. Yeah, uh, the Vikings yeah. are nineteen. The Buccaneers are 20, Washington is 21, Atlanta 22, the Colts are 23, the Raiders 24. Uh, that's because they're 20th on offense, 24th on defense, 50. They're just kind of not great anymore. Yeah, kind of yeah, like yeah. what we talked about before the Steelers played them. Get the Titans at 25, the Patriots at 26. Somehow the Texans are all the way down at 27. They're that's surprising. Tw- 26th on offense, 25th on defense, 5th on special teams. But they don't turn the ball over. No, and that doesn't quite pass the sniff, sniff test either. They've been Stroud's been good. Yeah, their offense was great against Steelers. Their defense has been pretty good several games this year. Yeah, I don't remember any stinkers. Um, again, maybe that's some of the some of the scheduling stuff comes into play. I'm sure it has something to do with yeah. who they played because you played cause the Colts Dave. and you played the you know some of these bad teams. Mm-hmm. I bet DVOA is higher than Dave for them. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. Uh, the Broncos are 28th. The Cardinals 29th. The Bears are 30th, the Giants are 31st, and then you have the Carolina Panthers at 32. This is, you know, when we talked about the Steelers' schedule this year. Yeah. Who's still remaining that's... They play the Cardinals. Yeah. They still have a game with the Patriots, who are yeah. 20, what, 26. You got the Titans in a couple weeks. They're 25th, and you're, you're not going to have their quarterback back. I wouldn't think. I, I think they're not That's a Thursday night game, so there's no yeah. way he's getting back for that. Yeah. Um, you still play the Colts, who are 23rd. Mm-hmm. Um, the division's not super high. 
Yeah. I mean, Baltimore you, was like six or seven. You still play the Packers, who are, who are below you on this. Okay. I mean, there there are games there that, you know, this. that's why this game More this week. More than aren't. Yeah. Yeah. This game this week is one of these swing games that you look at in, over the course of the season. If you yeah, can win yeah. this one and take care of business in those games against some of the le- really lesser teams. You can get to 10 wins pretty quick. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, no, I hear what you're saying. I think this game, the Seattle game, obviously the division games are extremely important in that. No, of course. The game course. against the Jaguars. At home. Jag game, Colt game, yeah. Tennessee game. I mean, you would think you're favored against the Colts and Jags. I, you, I think you would be right now. Well, Indianapolis is out there, so yeah. you don't know. Uh, but, I mean, at least, you know, the Titans. You play the Titans at home. You play the Patriots at home. Jags is here. Yeah, Arizona is here. Yeah, and they're bad, too. And they're bad. Um, you know, take care of some of these games. You've already got three in the bank. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then win, a couple, win some of these swing games, and you'll be all right. Can you do me a quick favor yeah. and sort it by offense? By offense. Because I'm shocked the Steelers are 16. I I would also be shocked if they're 32, considering that the you know you had the yeah the, the level of opponent is so high. When you look like when you look at it, they moved the ball against Cleveland as oh, yeah. well as if not better than everybody else. True. I mean, this, I'm sure that has a lot to do with it. Now, now that you said that, I mean the the fact that they had successful drives. Against the number one D, yeah, you know, I mean, the Browns are allowing 200 yards of offense per game. Yeah, that's what they're allowing. They're, you know, uh, yards per play is extraordinary, yeah. and all that kind of stuff. I was just wondering who like the bottom five offenses are. Uh, you're looking at Carolina, because folks, I'm not excusing what the Steelers have done on offense. It's been bad, but the fact that there's a lot of them that are below the Steelers, I think, speaks to where the league is right now. You got Carolina, the they're Giants, 32. okay. Uh, the Jets. That all adds up. The Bears. The Patriots. Going, they're going the wrong way, yeah. The Cardinals. We mentioned Houston. Mm-hmm. Washington. Indianapolis. Uh, the Titans. The Buccaneers. The Browns. The uh, Raiders. Falcons. There's not many of those Saints, that I would swap the Steelers offense Broncos, with. and then forward. you get to the Steelers. Wow. So I like mean, they're not good teams. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm listening teams, but... to a fantasy show today on the way in, mm-hmm. and they're talking about Sam Howell, for example. Yeah. So Sam Howell's played one high level defense this year. Really? And they get the Giants this week. He played Buffalo, and they got swamped. he got destroyed in they that game. Swamped, yeah. And you say, well, Sam Howell's he, he he's playable. He's he's been great at, at quarterback this in fantasy. In he's fantasy better in fantasy in the real world because he runs too, and yeah, but right? and nobody cares about sacks. He hasn't played anybody, and they find they finally did get because the, they were talking about quarterbacks in a short week with six teams off. I assume it's who yeah. would you you know who which can... which teams would you look to to get a quarterback from? And they're like, well, what about Kenny Pickett? Well, he's only really only had one good game. Well, it came when he when he wasn't playing one of these high level defenses, so it was mm-hmm. okay to to excuse Sam Howell. In the one sure, game he's sure, played sure, against sure. a high-level defense, it wasn't okay to say, "Well, Kenny Pickett's played four, you know, four tough defenses, yeah. and therefore, you know, they're the not one, looking at this chart. Yeah, the you know, one right. game when he didn't play one of these top defenses was against he was the Raiders. He was fine. Fantasy relevant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure Howe has more fantasy points this year than Pickett. Oh yeah, he's like top but that five. Has a lot to do with it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. And plus, he's running more. But do you think he's going to sustain that? Once no. he starts playing the Eagles and the Cowboys. Well, no. I don't, I don't think he's in the last two more weeks. Dude. I mean, <laughs> to be honest with you. I mean, he's broken in game. half. Right, yeah. That's, and a lot of them are on him. But opponents matter. 
Oh, 100%. Especially when it's a short, you know, like, I mean, it's not 10 games, it's not 15 games, yeah. you know, where it balances out more. So I expect yeah. I expect Kenny Pickett to have a much better game this week. I do too. I'll be critical if he doesn't. I right? Mean, yeah. Kind of, if he doesn't do it, if, if it's if it doesn't look as a whole, yeah. If it doesn't look like it did against the Raiders, and I'm not saying they played a great offensive mm-hmm. game against the Raiders, but it looked like a much better offense. I mean, I don't think it needs to be every drive's a touchdown like the preseason. No. But I mean, I'd like it to look like the Raider game, the second half of the uh, Ravens game, the second half of last year. I mean, like. Move the ball. Move yeah, the ball. Yeah, cons- yeah, yeah, move right. the ball consistently. Some Get open the, receivers. And, and oftentimes it turns into g- uh, game script. Sure. When you go into these games knowing that okay, this is you know, you, coach the coaches have a pretty good idea of what the opposing team has. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I don't know that the Steeler coaches were went into the game against the Browns in Week Two and said, I wasn't sure about the Browns defense. Oh, sure. Heading I into mean, that game, that based off based off what they had done in Week game. One, yeah. Right. I mean, yeah. I'm sure the coaching staff looked at that and said, "Well, this defense actually looks pretty good." When you watch, when you watch the tape and you, tape you, and you the yeah, calls that and kind of right, stuff, right, right, right. like, well, wow, they're flying around. Yeah, yeah. So they probably had a much. So this is going to be a, a you know, we're going to play this pretty close to the vest. We don't want. Mm-hmm. We think we can turn Deshaun Watson over. We yeah. don't want to make that mistake. And he's an unknown at that point, too. Yeah. And still is. We don't want to make those mistakes, so let's not try anything risky in this game. Like, I would think this game's very different. Like, I would you, think this You know is. exactly what Stafford is. Yeah. I mean, if you don't, then shame on you. I mean, he's been doing this in a Rams uniform. To that point, you kind of knew what Garoppolo was. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You didn't know when you played the Texans, really, what— Because I remember I asked— uh, you know, if, if if at that point a three game sample size, mm-hmm. I asked Terrell Austin, is a three game sample size enough to know enough about a quarterback? He said, no, absolutely or not. Coaching staff for that matter. For that matter, right, yeah. Right. I mean, he's coaching against Slowick, the offensive coordinator, right? Who was working a Pro Football Focus a year ago, he yeah. Handled, or I forget where he came from. I know he had some time there, but he doesn't have a, a extensive coaching background to know his tendencies. Yeah. So. That matters. I mean, yeah. I and mean, they don't see McVeigh often, but you know what McVeigh's all about. Yeah. I mean, there's plenty of tape, and you know what Stafford's all about. And frankly, you should know what this defense is all about, not because Tomlin and Morris are buddies. That helps. But he's got a track record. He's got a track he's, record. He's been a defensive coordinator before. Yes. But I also think their personnel is so odd on defense that, okay, maybe one of these dudes nobody knows anything about is better than we think. But probably not. <laughs> I mean, Donald's great. We know that. They, I mean, you know? they know what Akello Weatherspoon struggles with as a, as a cornerback. They, you know, they like, know what Kevin Dotson struggles with as an offensive lineman. Mm-hmm. You would expect them to test those but things. But those defensive linemen that I've never heard of that line up next to Donald yeah. probably aren't the next Chris Jones. <laughs> you know, I mean, probably, probably not. Probably not. Yeah. You're, you're right. You're yeah. right. So, I mean, I, I expect them to play this one a little more... And you know that you know the Rams can score a little bit. You, they're going to score, right? Yeah, you know, I mean, I didn't know the Raiders were going to put up big numbers or the Browns or what. You know, you just don't know that going in. Yeah, but you're not going to keep the Rams to under 14 points. No, I mean, that's so not happen, you know, right? you know, you're going to look at this and say, okay, we got to at least score. Not using Bob's terms, four you know, four touchdowns, mm-hmm. but you better at least score twenty four. Get to twenty. Twenty four I mean, would be yeah, good. Right, right, right. I like the you chance know? if they get twenty four. Yeah, so I think that's how you play this game. In a game against the Ravens, you look at it and you go, well, you know, we have a track record here against these teams. We know what these games are like. Yeah, yeah. So maybe the first team to 20 wins it, mm-hmm. you know, and yeah. then maybe you don't even get there. And that's what – that's. I always and, wonder these Ravens games. Is it a self-fulfilling prophecy Oh, absolutely. You know, both coaches yeah. are like, I know that guy's into that. So they both just get conservative and tough and, you know. Because they, they've been in these things long enough to know that the yeah. team that makes the big mistake usually loses. Usually loses. They, they, <laughs> you know? they, they fear losing more than the other way around. Yeah. You know. Yeah, no, I'm with you. 
and I will say, we'll talk about this more at the prediction time. I think the Steelers will create big plays on defense. Yeah. I mean, maybe not a ten of them. Stafford will throw the ball to the other team. Oh, yeah. He's not risk-averse, and he realizes I kind of have to be Superman for us to win. Yeah, especially without the running backs. Exactly, exactly. I mean, he will take chances, and McVay takes a lot of chances with – five-man protections and things like that. Good luck to, with that this yeah, week. Yeah, I mean, I, that, that's what they do. So they realize, hey, some bad things will probably happen, and Matthew will, you know, overcome it, we hope. Otherwise, we can't win. Yeah, so that's going to be the interesting part of this game, and uh, the Steelers aren't nearly as bad as what you might think. And, and I'm if that was 32, we'd tell you they're 32. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, mean I, the stats don't lie. The stats are what – I didn't come on, up with this. No, I mean, we've been quoting DVOA since the drive existed. I mean, yeah. I, I think it's one of my favorite stats out there. It's one of my favorite metrics. Yeah, it's not not our metric. It's mm-hmm. It comes from – I mean, this is a 20-plus years of doing this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, we're on the, the football side. The, the godfather of football metrics is what they call him or whatever. Yeah, so yeah. – Anyways, we're going to get to another break. He is – the Matt Williamson. I am Dale Lolly. You're listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. We'll be back with more right after this. Fans, you can check out Yin's Chat's regular season challenge each week, answer Steelers trivia, and make game day picks for a chance to win signed helmets, jerseys, footballs, or even a trip to the 2024 NFL Draft. Log into Steelers mobile app now and play for a chance at this week's prize, which is a signed jersey and two tickets to the Steelers-Packer game on uh, November 12th, the jersey signed by one T.J. Watt. Not bad. Not bad. Not, bad. Uh, not tickets a bad... on top of that. Uh, he's it. also part of today's trivia question. Oh, okay. Edmund Nelson or T.J. Watt, who has the most sacks in a Steelers game against, their, against no the Rams? Watt's it. only played them once, <laughs> so it's kind of, yeah, it's kind of a... I don't know how many times Edmund played them, but he was actually a pretty good pass rusher, too, in his day. Not I mean, bad, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I didn't even know what the question was. If you're going to put those two out there, everyone in the world is going to fall for a while. I'm going for Edmund. <laughs> oh, you have to think it through. You have to use a little logic on that one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> one performance, but he's done quite well. I'm sure he's going to do quite well this week. I'll give We're you a not little... any worried about his injury stuff, right? He's back. No, he's, he's fine. Yeah, 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 he's fine. Good. Uh, I'll give you a little heads up on tomorrow's question. That's why you listen to the show. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for Saturday, it's Penn State or Ohio State. They play each other this weekend. Yeah. Which school has produced more Steelers draft picks? Last week, it, I didn't put two and two together that Oregon was playing Washington. I'm yeah. like, why did they pick these two schools? <laughs> it's the game of the week. Uh-huh. Now I get it. Like, if you would have said last week, Penn State, Ohio State, yeah, they're both around here. They're yeah. Big Ten. I get it. Pitt, Penn State, whatever. But now I see what they're up to. You see this. what that is now? What was the question? Who has, who's Who has produced more? more Steeler draft picks? Well, there was a LeBeau stretch there of Ohio Staters, you know. Yeah. Like Penn State, I mean, going back to Franco, and there's a familiarity there, too. Mr. Porter. I don't know. I, I don't know the answer to that. Do you? Yeah. Do you? Yeah. Is it one decidedly more than the other? Um, They both have to be pretty heavy. If, you, if you're going all-time. Yeah. Think about it that way. Okay. There's one that's clearly more than the other. It's yeah. not neck and neck. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, anyways, so, uh, Matt, um, looking at this week's research notes. Mm-hmm. A lot of good stuff in there. Um, if you look at Stafford's uh, completion percentage this mm-hmm. year, it's 61.2, which is 28th among yeah, qualified very quarterbacks. He's very low. It gets even worse when he's pressured. Very much so. Uh, you're looking at it, It's like... Just barely over 50%. So I always like to tell people this. Like, I, I'm sure there's some listeners, and I don't blame you for thinking this way. Like, 
isn't every quarterback's worse when you're pressured? We're comparing clean all the clean yeah. quarterbacks and and all the the pressured quarterbacks. So he's so, he, when not pressured, he's at sixty six point nine percent, which is pretty good. I, I I know the rank; it's high. Yeah. I mean, it's like sixth or seventh. When he is pressured, is fifty one point eight percent, which is like twenty eighth. Yeah, amongst all the pressured quarterbacks, folks. Right, not you know, clean it's, it's apples pressure. to apples. Yes, yes, yes. It's so very much like worse. Lamar. Lamar was the same way. He was. He was. You know, Lamar was completing over seventy, like seventy five percent of his passes when he wasn't pressured. Mm-hmm. When he was pressured, it was like he was actually near like, the bottom. Of the he was like thirty nine percent or something mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. Do you pull some of that out against yeah. Stafford? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's also very good at recognizing things. He's yeah. been around the block. Again, I, I like to reference on Fridays our our Merrill conversation Thursday night because after we talked about you know the the running back not being there, Williams, he's like, wow, that's he. You know, that Merrill's words basically were, Stafford can handle it, but boy, that's a lot on his plate to avoid the pressures, to find yeah. the pressures, you know. This is not young Matt Stafford either. No, right, right, right. Like, when this he is... was younger, he he was mobile enough to avoid some things. Mm-hmm. Like, he started two games in his career against the Steelers. As He's a lion. 392.5 yards passing in those two games. Now, he only had two touchdowns and one interception, and he mm-hmm. lost them both, and he completed 50.5% of his passes. He's just chucking. He's just chucking like crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what I want him to do in this game. Yeah, I want to. If he's you not can, the wild stale, out yeah. he used to be, but it's still his DNA. He he throws the ball that much against the Steelers in this game. He's going to throw more than one interception, and he's going to hit a lot. And he's going to get hit a ton, a lot. I mean, he does move well in the pocket. You know, the Brady old man stuff. You know, the 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 uh, boxing ring, small little steps. And he's great at that stuff, but he's not mobile. Mobile. I trust this pass rush a lot. I do too. I think uh, it's it, the biggest advantage they have. I, I think it might be. Especially once they get Hayward back, but even even now, um, I can't think of too many other teams in the league that that have this those two those two fastball screaming off the edge. Yeah, and the Ogan Jobies and Bentons and they'll push the, the world they, they aren't bad doing a good job right, of pushing right, right. the middle and yeah. don't give the quarterback somewhere where to step up to. And we've talked about this before, like they haven't had the the Hilton Vince Williams blitzers in a couple of years where. I think they do now. I think yeah. Juan Alexander and Roberts are both very adept at it. Holcomb's fine. Um, Minka or whoever slot guys are okay as well. Certainly Minka, but he only does it maybe once a game. Yeah. Um, Stafford hasn't thrown an interception in back-to-back weeks. Uh, he is not mm-hmm. going three straight games without an interception since 2021. Yeah. So really, he's, he's never pro- a low interception. Yeah, he's going to he's going to put the ball in harm's way. That's just oh, who yeah. he is. I mean, he, he drives He's he, got a he's got a little Brett Favre in him. Yeah. I mean, which I like. I mean, it's yeah. one of my favorite things about him. But yeah, there's games where it goes haywire. And plus the McVay route tree, they're not go routes and outs. I mean, they're in breakers over the middle of the field. It's in danger yeah. land. You yeah. Know? I mean, that's how they're designed and that's why they went and Goff didn't always pull the trigger on those things. You know, Stafford I think- does. Minka Fitzpatrick's now gone six games without forcing a turnover, going mm-hmm. back to last season. It's the second longest streak of his career You'll since see he joined the Steelers and things like that yeah. in this game too. I think he might be due. Yeah, I would think that he's often on the inside shoulder of Cup in some way, shape, or form. You know yeah. what I mean? Like if Cup's on the right, Minka's on the right, shading that way or yeah. whatever. At least aware of the inbreakers yeah. of Cup. And we've seen. Uh, I don't think. I don't know if there's anybody who works harder from a defensive standpoint at catching the football. Oh yeah. I would. I would put him up against anybody in the league in terms of the work that he puts in 
Sure did at camp when we watched every I mean, game. We'd, we'd be on the air. That he catches the ball when it's thrown his way mm-hmm. is not an accident. Yeah. I mean, all the tip <laughs> stuff isn't an accident either. I mean, the anticipation and being around the ball, the ball skills, to your point, are A+. plus. I mean, he doesn't drop many. No, he doesn't. And uh, I, I, just, I just think he's due. It seems that way. Yeah. It seems that way. And if he is leaning Cup's way, unlike other Steeler opponents – they won't avoid Minka. I mean, yeah, the ball's going to Cup. Well, the ball is going to go to Cup. Like this to isn't going to be like where you know the the they're basically when when Minka was on um, Mark Andrews, the Ravens didn't just didn't yeah, throw we'll there. Yeah, just go somewhere else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's and it didn't beat. I mean, the, people say, well, the state, you know, the Ravens dropped all these passes. Yeah, because they're guys. You know, do you want to be throwing the ball to Rashad Bateman? Do you want to mm-hmm. be throwing the ball to Nelson Aguilar a bunch of times? And I forget what probably you were, not. <laughs> it was one of those two in the, that game too, where Watt was crashing on them as a coverage player. That was against Flowers. Was it Flowers? Yeah, yeah I was thinking that was. Aguilar he had dropped Bateman. into the zone, and yeah. and, and he, he got fined for that. By the way, he got fined for that. Yeah, can you believe that? That's unnecessary roughness from the league. Wow. That was not even. You're breaking violent. the play up. You're the ball's in the up. air. You you shove the guy to the ground so he can't catch it. Uh, he got fine for that. That's nuts to me. I didn't know that. Wow. Yeah. Come on, man. That's football. Yeah, that's a good football play. Yeah. You know, he should have been commended for it. <laughs> like, that was really well done. I mean, I'm sure his position coaches and defense coordinators would do it every time. That's yeah. They're supposed to play football. Yeah. The balls in, the, the ball had hit the receiver's hands. Mm-hmm. He's he's not live. Like you're not going to sit there. Oh, okay. Let me let me back away and see if you can catch that ball off the tip. Yeah. No, that bothers me. I didn't didn't know that at all. Yeah. It would never even dawned on me. It didn't me either until right. I saw the fines come out, and there's like unnecessary wow. roughness on flowers, and then I'm like, that was that play. It had to be that play. It was that play. Wow. Ugh. I don't like that at all. <laughs> like, what are we doing in football if that's, if that's now illegal? I never pay attention when the fines come out. I'm, I think I won't because I'll just get mad. You just get angry. Yeah, man. Yeah. yeah. Across the league. Yeah. <laughs> it's terrible. But that's the the league that we're playing in now, mm-hmm. which makes it even more so. You know, you wonder how scoring is down no, when true. those kind of rules that's are out. Definitely there. one of the things that helps the offense. Yeah, you would think those guys when when they made the rule change in twenty during that twenty ten season and before the twenty ten season, everything after that the the offense rising rising because they had taken hitting over the middle out of the game. Oh, yeah. I mean, safeties have a tough they job have to, They have to play it so much different than they did back in the day. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I mean, we, well, I think it was yesterday or two days ago, we were talking about, like, Bradshaw stats and 70s stuff. I mean— Those guys were getting their heads there's taken There's no off. Jack Tatum stuff going on anymore. <laughs> no. Not even close. You I mean, can't do any of that. real transition period. Mel Blunt used to guys. legally mug people going down the field. Yeah, You just absolutely. tackle the receiver and the ball's in the air and catch it. I mean, some of the stuff that happened to Lynn Swan oh. I mean, as a small— <laughs> People would be in prison right now. Yes, yes. So yeah, yeah, it'd be like get him out of the league. Yeah, um, but uh, yeah, Stafford will put the ball in harm's way, and yeah, I and ex- over the middle and into danger, and he's not afraid. I expect the Steelers to uh, get him a, at least once, maybe twice in this game, and well, my money would be on Minka Fitzpatrick. He's due. Uh, how many turnovers plus sacks do you anticipate? Five. I w- that's a good number. I was just going to yeah. say five because I think they at least get three sacks. And Splash I'm, defensive plays, yeah. either fumble recoveries or I'll go with five ish. Yeah, and I like their chances. If they if happens. they get to that number, they probably win the game. Probably. I mean, history shows when they get splash on defense, that's when they're a hard team to play against. Yeah. When they don't, that's when they've gotten beat bad. Yeah, because that's the way they're built to play. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, and whether no, I like their chance of getting splash in this game. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, we're going to get to another break. He is the Matt Williamson. I am Dale Lally. You're listening to the Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. 
When we come back, it's time for the fantasy football focus. We got to pick our DFS lineup. Ooh, there we go. There we go. Let's we do it. We got a little sleeper tight end. That yeah, we, we need do. To investigate. Let's check it out. We'll be back with more right after this. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. 